On this week's episode of Bungalore on the Bus, we talk about how the Orlando Sentinel may be getting some new digs. A vegetarian restaurant wants to unionize, and uh, that's all I got. Talk More to- stuff! Welcome to Bungalower and the Bus. I am the bus, John Bustegger. And I just want to give the skunk ape his mail. This is Brendan O'Connor from Bungalower.com. Brendan, you are alive. We are all so worried about you. You've been in a coma for a week and a half. It felt like I've been in a coma. Thank you for worrying about me. You guys really held the fort. Oh, I didn't worry about you. Everybody else did. <laughs> That's not true. I got all those texts from you wondering uh-huh. how I was. I was outside your window peeking in to make sure you were okay. I know. Well, you would peek anyway, and you were also making sure that you just didn't have to do any homework for tonight's episode. This is true. This yeah. is true. <laughs> it's happy. I'm happy to be back. But we didn't have you last week. We had Fias from the Orlando Weekly. Fias Cara. Yeah, like try to let a guy talk a little bit there, John. Holy jeez. Well, I did. Oh, yeah. You invited him on to interrupt him the whole time. Did I interrupt I him the whole time? I know where he's from. Well, it is Bungalore and the bus is not <laughs> Fias and the bus, and so it's my friggin' show. I, I heard he wanted to change the name, too. I heard that. He did. Yeah, I he did. I didn't let him, though. No. Well, good. If you I, missed that, go back last week. We talked to Fias yeah. from the Orlando Weekly. Yeah, a lot, a lot of fun things. It was to a say. good show. Maybe the best we've ever done. I didn't hear about before, like what had brought him to town, and it was fun to hear about his take on foodie culture here. And uh, you know, I completely disagreed with you and your take on influencer culture. Oh yeah, because I benefit from that a little bit myself. Yeah, but I like it was a great talk that needs to happen. So I love that you guys were it's talking true. about it. And who better to talk about influencer culture than someone who gets paid to be a food critic? Uh-huh. Right? Like, I, that, what a weird world it is for them, unless you're trying to stand on both worlds. We had a good time. We had a good time. But I'm glad to have you back. I'm glad you're okay. I'm glad your uh, your surgery went well. Your medical procedure, Thank I said. You. I didn't want to say surgery. Well, okay, I'll say I had a mass on my kidney. That they found miraculously, mm-hmm. and uh, we thought I might be losing the whole kidney, and I didn't. They just took out the mass. Everything's still got great. three, still got four, four kidneys, yeah, four gosh. kidneys, and three nipples. Wow! Yeah. <laughs> they call me the kidney bean. The kidney <laughs> has been. <laughs> no, it was good. They took great care of me at Orange uh, ORMC. ORMC, good, very nice. And shout out to Doctor Javier Miller. Who's just as sexy as his name implies. Yeah. Did they see your privates? Everybody saw all of me. Really? Oh, yeah. There was actually a point in after, like, post-surgery, I'm just laying there, and someone came in, because they come in, like, every half hour to, like, poke you. Check or, on like, you. Eat this jello. Are you going to eat this jello? Like the- You're like, I've already eaten six jello. <laughs> of course <laughs> I'm going to eat this what one. What do you want for me, lady? But I was so <laughs> high on morphine, I just was just like, okay, I'll eat your jello if that's what gets me out of here. Um I don't even know what I would say. They were checking on you. They were checking on me very nice. Uh-huh. So I saw say. all your all your goodies. Cause I, I, oh, yes. Because at <laughs> one point I was like, gosh, should I cover up? And then I was like, they've all seen me. Yeah. At this point, it's been peeking out for nine hours. Uh-huh. Like, who am I to cover it up? You know what my dad used to say? Because, like, out. you know, you'd go into a physical and you're like, oh, they're going to look at your, your private parts. <laughs> and my dad used to say, you know what? To those doctors, it's just like seeing an elbow. <laughs> They've seen it all. So, uh, so what you're telling me is your 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 little friend looks like an elbow. 
<laughs> like a like a moisturized this elbow is true. or one of those this scaling ones. Okay. We don't talk about any of these things on Bungalow Under the Bus, no. but tonight we are. We're talking about top headlines in Orlando's downtown bungalow neighborhoods. And uh, I apologize. I am a little on the pain med right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what kind of pain meds are you was, on? Well, you know, over the counter. Uh-huh. <laughs> over that over that green counter. <laughs> so I might be saying things tonight, and I apologize. I'm, what's what's my excuse? <laughs> You're just getting it by osmosis. All right. <laughs> but if you like what you hear, go to bungalow.com. Uh, yeah. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all those places. Do all those things. You know who else you can go support? Is uh, Orlando Sentinel? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they if you got it. a building for them, they'll move in. <laughs> maybe. They're like a, they're like a like a roommate who doesn't want to move out. Maybe so Orlando Sentinel, their property downtown, their nineteen acre property, sold a few years ago to a new per, to a new it, company. It, it's a little convoluted. So their company is owned by Tribune, which who like, went through a bankruptcy. Yeah, dealings. they sold the property. So the Sentinel. The actual paper has been renting that property for years. Yeah, and their lease and they wasn't actually haven't been paying the rent for a few for the last months few too, months, which we talked about a few yeah. episodes ago. I wouldn't pay it either. Why not? So Tribune coronavirus. Was, yeah, and Tribune's the one that made the decision, not the paper. The Tribune Probably, was like, yeah. we're just not going to pay rent anymore during the pandemic, and we'll just Dead work beats. with these guys." Deadbeat, uh, <laughs> right? <laughs> pay your rent. Like, like we know, we know they didn't just. I, I, anyway, anyway I don't make so any it's a huge building, huge building. Huge They've been property, there almost seventy but years, but they only occupy like a third of it. Oh yeah, not even that. Probably a quarter of it or an eighth of it. We've said in the past, it's like they're huddling at the center for for warmth. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's a huge building for a property and a and a media company that no longer needs that so, much property. I, as a result, you know, dipping profits, and they're also not really using it. Everybody's working remotely. Yeah, there was a decision made by Orlando Sentinel and Tribune Publishing that they would no longer be in the building. Which is a good decision, to be honest. Somebody who had worked there for five years, especially on the editorial level, which is the second floor, is a dump. And I'll say that <laughs> as somebody who worked there, it's a dump because there's no windows. You don't get to see outside. Yeah, and so, you know, it, it, that building has some wear and tear. And, I, I mean, I love the people that work there. I love the time I had there. I met some fantastic people, smart people, but it's really just a building at the end of the day. So the the plan is for them to move, I think, by the end of the year. Uh, they have to be out by October 30th, I think, yeah. is the last day. And, uh, John, I think there's a real p- opportunity there for them to kind of rethink, recenter, you know, yes. reinvigorate the staff. Let me let me tell you what happened. When I used to work in Alabama at the newspaper there, this same thing kind of happened where they had a huge building, they had a printer there, they had uh, all kinds of offices, but at some point they said, you know what, we don't really need this. And so they ended up selling that property, demolishing the building, and then moving into a uh, much smaller, much cooler, much more high-tech building right downtown all glass. Everybody could see everybody. Transparency. Yeah, and they they work downtown right by the courthouse. And I think there's an opportunity there with the Sentinel that yeah. maybe they find a really cool building downtown that doesn't need as much space, and everybody sees that they're still at, in the center of Central Florida. I think the the other thing, Brendan, before you interrupt me, I think the, <laughs> what they would do wrong is say, you know what, let's move to Lake County or let's move to Seminole County. I think that's too far away. From all the things that I are agree. going on downtown, I, uh, I but emailed, office space is cheaper there. I email it is much cheaper. It's probably where they're going to end up is in an office park, which I don't like, like in Maitland or something. I don't um, like that at all. The 
I don't know. I don't. I don't know where I sit on it. It's a tough decision. I know WMFE is occupying half of a building. Yeah, they don't know? need that. But that building's free for them, from what I yeah, gather. So, so imagine if they offered the empty wing, the empty half to Orlando Sentinel. That's not a Orlando bad idea. Sentinel and WMFE under the same roof. I like roof. that. They have a production studio there. That's not. I, so, so, Brendan, the rumor a long time ago, I say a long time ago, like two, three years ago, was when UCF moved downtown to the campus there, they yeah. were going to take over space there. So then you have an actual newspaper covering Central yeah, Florida yeah. and students studying journalism that could come in there and work. That's and where see their what center like. for digital media, emerging media is. Yeah. And yeah, it kind of makes sense. And that's not a bad idea either because maybe you have a partnership with UCF. Yeah. And say, look, we'll we'll operate there. Uh, we'll pay rent, but we'll operate there, and then your students can benefit from being interns at our. Well, property. shoot! Now I want to do that. You should give me a bungalow or office at Creative Village. Why not we'll work with all your interns? You know Craig Usler. He's I'll, been on the show. I'll be making a call for yeah. sure. Anyway, so uh, you know, as I said, it, it's it's a little sad to see him go. But that property is probably worth a ton of money. They paid at the time uh, $35 million for 19 acres downtown. That's crazy to me. Yeah. That's pretty cheap. They haven't used that parking lot for years. Where I used no. to park to go to work, they've stopped using it. Everybody parks on the other side now. And they pay some security guards to go around in a golf cart oh, yeah. all times of the day and make sure there's nothing crazy happening there because oh, it's yeah. all a bunch of... There's like two empty buildings, and they don't use the the, the where the printer was. That's no. really kind of gone. It's all going to get redeveloped. Midtown Opportunities. It's a Miami-based developer. They own it. They paid the money for it back in what 2014, I think 2017. It was 14, yeah. I can't remember. But anyway, uh, I hope they keep doing their thing though, because you know I get the paper every day and I love yeah. it. I think there's a lot of opportunities for them to do a partnership. But Just the building though. Everybody's afraid of partnerships apparently. So. Like, I'm not allowed to go in there and use their broadcast room to talk to Fox because <laughs> I'm a competitor. Yeah, like, you are. As if I'm a competitor with the Orlando Sentinel. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, who is who there thinks that I'm a threat? Nobody. Because that's crazy. Nobody. Apparently somebody. <laughs> uh, Dandelion Cafe. Oh. Want to talk about this? Contentious. How, how much time do we have? I, I don't know. We got plenty of time. We got plenty. Okay. So I, I have a clear bias in this story. Because I'm friends with the owners, and I worked with one of them at Hard Rock. All right, so let, let's give it. Let's let's sort of lay it out there. What's going on? So they allegedly. No, it's only, not. I mean, it's not allegedly. It is alleged because we've only heard from the plaintiffs. Okay. Right, and not not the owners yet. So okay. the, the staff ha- is has launched a gr- union attempt. Co- under the banner of the seeds, the seeds. That's what they're calling themselves. So this happened earlier this week. Yeah, so they let somebody go, according to staff. Yes. Someone was let go. They challenged it as a group, saying, "No, you can't just let people go like that." Um, I don't know how it was. I don't know how it went. We weren't there. Here's a letter. We want them, and we're also going to launch a, le- a union, so, and, and we want you to talk to us about it. And apparently, nothing happened. They sent another letter a day or two later. And when everybody showed up to work the next day, the restaurant was locked up. Closed up. Right. And so I'm trying to reach out to the owners like, hey, what's the case here? Can you please share some information? Because right now, the only story I'm hearing is from the staff who is saying that basically they wanted to talk to you about bettering their working conditions and 
and then you lock the door, and that uh, doesn't look good. So what? Here's an opportunity to share your story. And you didn't hear nothing. I haven't heard anything. Yeah, from and them. that's tough. And, and that's tough. And I think it's. And I don't think it's malicious. I just think it's them just not understanding the importance of sharing their side of the story, or they're just overwhelmed. I don't know. But I hope th- when we hear an answer, it's going to be a good one. So, Brendan, the other side of this. So, I, I want to hear what the owners have to say as well. I'd like yeah. to get their side of it. I'd love to hear what, what they think of all this. Because, I mean, obviously, we're all dealing with coronavirus. I'm sure revenues aren't skyrocketed right now. No, I'm sure so everybody's hurting. They were probably considering, you know, a close Maybe closing anyway. anyway. And maybe yeah. this was the final push. Like, all right, well, if they're going to do this, I'm just going to close and I can save money that way. And they However, told the staff, but just really quick, yeah. they told their staff that they were going to be closed through the week. Uh, but when you look at the website, it now says until further notice. Okay. So so, so on the, the reverse side of this, and I think the people that work there and I think the people that visit there, I'm generalizing a little bit. I'm sure they're very supportive of unions. It, it, it seems like a place that would be a very <laughs> yeah. union, pro-union place. Spoken words yeah. there about urban agriculture. It always has been, even when it had a different owner. And, and, and I, I don't disagree with those ideas of, no. of having a union. I, I do think the hardest thing, though... There's a few things. Florida is a, a tough state to even have a union because it's a right to work state. Right. And there's steps you have to do to do that. Yeah. You, you don't just register. automatically become a union. No. I mean, you it's have not to like go- when I tell people I'm a journalist, like there's steps you have to do. You can't no. just tell what do you do? Open, you a, open a blog and call yourself a journalist. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> but no, no. But you're right, though, Brendan. You can't just be a union. I mean, if no. you're going to be an official recognized union, huh. there are steps. And I think one of those steps usually is to go through the National Labor Relations Board, right. which I'm sure these folks haven't done yet. It might just be in the infancy, and so maybe that's what you want to do. I'll be honest. I don't know if I've ever heard of a 10-member union of a place that is a uh, restaurant. I, not I, to say that I'm... Same. Not I, to say that it couldn't happen. I've just never heard of it. I haven't either, and, and you know, your ownership would need to really want that to happen because it's yes. easier for them to just say, well, if you don't want to work here, then you're all fired. Yeah, and that's the thing. With 10 people... That's something that is kind of possible. I mean, somebody could say, look, all right, if you guys want to form a union, whether or not they agree with it, they say, you know what? I don't want it. I'm going to fire all 10 of you. And I'm going to hire ten new people. Which, that which, which, Brendan, that is that is much easier to do than if you have a company is, of five thousand. But then also, how do you come back from that? Because that's hard. That's the just hardest. If you're thing. just like a normal mom and pop shop restaurant dealing with sure whatever but when you're like catering to vegetarian and vegan audiences who are who are very pro these things already yeah you're already you're already dealing with people who have made a decision to eat in a specific way exactly it's already like a political act yeah and their choice of how to eat so how does it look sort of optics wise for you to say you know what yeah. These people wanted to form a union and, and do good things. And you things didn't even want to talk to them? Yeah. So so that's the that's the thing I have trouble with. And once again, maybe there's more to this than I don't that's know. That's what I'm hoping for. So that's what I'm hoping for, too. I, this is all we know. If you want to read more about yeah. it, you can go to bungalore.com and read about it. But it's definitely on the forefront of what everybody's talking lots about of, right Lots now. of shares on that story and likes. Oh, yeah. And it went all crazy. kinds of stuff. How are we, are we okay? We're good. Cholo Dogs, the hot dog place downtown, closing closing at the end of the month totally closing totally closing really they they will continue their food cart operations but their outpost their little stall at market on magnolia is closing is it because of coronavirus couldn't make it they're saying it's because there's just not enough office workers downtown right now and everybody's working remotely okay so there's just not enough people downtown to support 
their business. And, and and I would assume the place isn't really giving anybody a break because of that. I mean, rent's still due. Yeah, it is. Okay. And I don't, and I don't have, know what else to say I mean, you got to sell. It. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, everybody's business is down, so I, I don't. It's not a shocker. It's also hard to, like. It's, you got to sell a lot of hot dogs. A lot. You got to yeah, sell yeah. a lot of hot dogs. I mean, you really do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And if there's you not people sell down a lot there, of hot dogs, man. You don't got, if you're not selling enough hot dogs. Then you better get into frozen bananas. Yeah. At this point, <laughs> but if you don't have you don't have bar traffic, you don't have they have bar oh, some bar some, traffic, but not like it was six months ago or ten months ago. No, and it, it's a stretch. And if it's a new business that doesn't have a lot of capital behind it, yeah. you know, to keep them afloat in the middle, you know, what are you going to do? About yeah. It? yeah. All right. So how so, long do I got to go get a chillo dog? You have until the end of the month. Okay. I want to say the thirtieth. All right. Uh. But again, the the cart will be around. How, how about these bars downtown that got shut down? Do we have enough time to talk yes, about that? Yes, we do. That's a good one. So that's the story that I have the story written. Oh, but I'm still waiting for a couple more pieces of okay. information. Well, we know some of it though. We do. So three bars downtown were forced to close. Shots Orlando. Shots Orlando. Joysticks uh-huh. Arcade. And Mathers, and, Mathers and you probably know more than I do, but I know Joysticks hasn't been open for a while. They've been closed this whole time. So, <laughs> so it ain't their fault. So everyone's like, well, how do you get closed then? It's because these three bars, they're all in the same building. We're sharing the same liquor license. And one of the offenders, we don't know exactly who it is yet. One of two, right? Because if one hasn't been open. It's, yeah, it's one or the other, right? But one of those bars got in trouble for not enforcing cdc guidelines okay uh what i do know is like they're not telling us who it was this time they're just saying one of these properties was bad so they all lose their license that should be public record though right yeah but the public record they don't say it in the public record in the report they just say the offending party because there's some sort of confusion because it's three businesses on one liquor license okay they're assuming they're all the same business ah Right, and that's very confusing for even some of the media outlets who covered it. When I was I, I was watching Spectrum the other day, Spectrum said uh, the business owner, like they they let, they made it sound like it was one person who owned the whole, the whole thing. Not the case, um, and I think it's just because the report is confused. Uh huh. So shots, we don't know who it was. I will but, say, Shots serves food. Yeah, they both okay. have food licenses, but Mathers don't serve much food, do they? Yes, they do. Oh, they they yeah, it's oh. like. Middle Eastern, really? Yeah. How much are those items? Their drinks are twenty dollars. It's not cheap. It's not cheap. <laughs> it's their dad, uh, the owner's dad, was running the kitchen when it opened. Oh, all right. Yeah, it was actually kind of sweet. But it's good food. It's like sharing charcuteries and things, you know. Okay. To qualify for your food license, um, <laughs> but they, but they each have a food license. And Shots Orlando, though, what we do know is that they got in trouble in June. For the same issue. Oh. So that so there are assumptions being made that some they might have still done it again. Interesting. And that's why it got shut down. Does again, get, we don't know, though. How long does that get suspended for? Forever? And, until the next phase of reopening. So depending on how long that goes. Interesting. Yeah, until bars are just allowed to be open and those restrictions on public gatherings of people have passed, their, their liquor license is revoked. And really, that's like the first big bar to get closed. Besides that, Knight's Pub, out by UCF, like. Night, what did they? What about Knight's? They pub? redacted that. 
So they can't hear what's being said. Oh, so my wife here is saying that (laughs) Knight's Pub, it was kind of a mistake that they got their liquor license. I I don't know. I don't. I don't. Right. I don't. I think that's that way out of your one. bubble. Yeah, that's too yeah, far. Too far for you. I couldn't even. I started stuttering because I was trying to figure <laughs> out. <laughs> well, I guess the point is there haven't been that many that have been sort of shamed upon. But no, this is to be one. honest, and we've seen. We know there are some bigger offenders just up the street that have been <laughs> alluded to that are still allowed to operate. Um, so, like, what is the actual? deciding factor and again for they said it was like there were people standing at the bar and it was shoulder to shoulder i believe it right i do too we went somewhere the other night that i won't say where it was but they were packed they were packed and we got there and we were like we're gonna get this to go and the food was amazing food was so so good but yeah, like we, I looked in, I was like, "There." I mean, they were yeah. eating, so technically they didn't have to wear masks. But it was so full in there, John. That's I keep talking to these business owners. Like, what what is the point where you're worried? And they're like, "At this point, I just need money in my register." Yeah. And when it gets to the point and we're that busy, you're just in the heat of it. You're just excited. Yeah, to see got people, people in your business. Yeah, and I guess you'll just deal with the ramifications later if there are ramifications. Yeah, the ramification is that 14 days later you get sick if you don't know. Yeah, and the uh, there was an OPD officer. Yeah, there was that? a yeah. law enforcement officer, but he was sitting there eating like everybody else, and he's not going to do again. It has to be there has to be a formal complaint. Yeah. For anyone to be enforce any of these things. So the and OPD officer is not going to step in unless somebody says No, something. and I don't think I don't even know if they were breaking rules. I mean, they might have been breaking the only rule capacity can, rules. You can't have a, you have to be at 50% inside. That's what it is, a capacity. Yeah. Okay. Capacity and then the shoulder to shoulder, you can't be served at the bar, you have to be served so at the table. So there's no bar at this place. It okay. was just a restaurant. Yeah. Huh. All right, well we can take a break. Okay. Let's take a break. Take a break. You can eat your burger. I'm going to eat my burger. We're here at Hideaway. We didn't even say. Hideaway Bar in Ivanhoe Village. Yeah. Watching the sunset. Yeah. So I'm going to eat this burger and then we'll be right back. This is Erica for Orange County Library System to tell you about these three things. Reaching out. A community resource fair will be virtual this year on August 15th. Four community service organizations will come together to tell you how they're helping you and your neighbors. Kickstart your little one's education. Homeschool Junior Hello Neighbor is virtual story time with activities all about your neighborhood. Recommended for homeschoolers ages 3 to 5. Join us online for the NEA Big Read Kickoff and Keynote with Kelly Link, author of Pretty Monsters, on August 23rd. The event will be streamed on our YouTube channel, so be sure to register to receive details. For information on these three things and much more, visit OCLS.info or call 407-835-7323. Orange County Library System is your place to learn, grow, connect. Welcome back to Bungalow and the Bus. I am the bus, John Busdecker. And I'm simply whelmed to be here. Brendan O'Connor from Bungalower.com. <laughs> not overwhelmed. No, not underwhelmed. Just whelmed. Just whelmed. Just whelmed. All right. All right. And here <laughs> is the hideaway bar here in uh, Ivanhoe Village. And they're killing it. I had a 
fantastic burger. I love their burgers here. It's award-winning. I should have got medium rare. I don't know if they do that or not. Yeah, they do it. Oh, I should have said medium rare. But Scotty it was always gets it rrr. Really? Yeah. He Still likes mooing. Mooing. Slap it. Yeah. S- slap it across the face. Put they it got, on a bun. They got, <laughs> they got <laughs> crinkle fries here, too, which you don't see that often. No, do you like the texture? I like crinkle fries. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I like a good crinkle it, fry. It gathers more moss. It's true. I mean, uh, spices. It's true. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, here on Bungalow on the Bus, we talk about all things downtown Orlando and the surrounding bungalow neighborhoods, such as Ivanhoe Village and College Park and Winter Park and Soto and all the places yeah. that you and I live. Before the break, we were talking about those three bars that lost their liquor license. Oh, yeah. That was Mather's Gathering. So they can't reopen till after. Yeah, they got to wait. Till when? Until the next phase of reopening. Which could be yeah, when the well, pandemic is might be lifted. tomorrow, according to the governor. He wants everything open. He does. He wants football plan and everything. What do you think about that? What do I think about that? I I think the I, I honestly think the best option would be to postpone till the spring. I mean, maybe don't cancel it entirely, but just say, Hey, all right, I get it. Football, sports, tons of money. Everybody loves it. But yeah. maybe let's wait till the spring I think to see how the, things are going to shake out. I would say yes to that if people would abide by the rules. And I just, they're not. Like, I think we're at the point where, like, bar, I don't know. It's, I don't know. I want to say just open it. Yeah. Just peel off the band. But then, but then do you do it like baseball, which we're watching right now, which has had its issues, but they're playing with no fans. Do you play college football, but just no fans? I guess. I don't know what I think about it. Like, Bars, they're talking about uh, pods. Have you heard about this? No. What's it called? Party pods. Like, you, we've talked about bubbles before. Like, you have groups of people that have pandemic buddies and that you know that they are distancing from other people, but you slowly reintroduce yourself to other people and expand your bubble. There are, are things that they're calling party pods now across the street the country where you know that there are people that you can drink with. You know that there are people you can hang out with. How now. do you know? Because you've agreed to cut everybody else out of your pod. Okay. And so you you just hang out with people who have agreed to do the exact I, I same thing. I just think that's impossible, though, because I'm sure those people go to the grocery store. I'm sure they go to work. If you're all abiding by the same rules in you your contract. somebody's going to be like, oh, yeah, I'm abiding by it, but they're going out with other people. I, I guess. They're stepping out. You think you don't think they'd be monogamous? No. No. <laughs> I just don't think you can do it unless you don't go to work. Heard here don't first, go to the grocery John Bussecker doesn't believe in monogamy. <laughs> Party pod no, monogamy. I just don't think you can do it unless you... Unless you like live with these people and uh, know what they are all the time. No, I think it all depends on who they are. I think it's an option. I like the idea of the social bubbles and people. Uh, like that's. I think it's a good tactic for what it is now. If, if, at least you can set rules with each other. Yeah. Right. And if everybody's agreeing to play by the same rules, then why not try it? Otherwise, right. it's just chaos. How many people are in these pods? Like I don't know, five, it depends on how ten? many people you want to hang out with. Could be five, could be four. So they all have to abide by these rules. Yeah, and they're just like, sorry, man, not in the party pod. And we're and we're the ones that are going out together. Thing. No, it's I true. I feel like it's a made up. It's thing. true. The city's actually pushing uh, study pods now. <laughs> what city? Yeah, or learning pods. City of Orlando, where really? they've identified community centers where families can co-school. Uh, they they 
pony up the same, you know, every throw some monies in the pot and they rent a teacher and they can have uh, little mini classes where they have learning pods with really? kids that are not supposed to associate with other kids and just the ones in their pods. And they can all learn together with a teacher. Yeah. Yeah. Facilitated learning. They're all going through the same, you know, virtual garbage everybody else so has to do. how do you do. get students that whose parents can not afford a personal teacher to it's get not for this. everybody it's not for everybody <laughs> all right it's not it's but it's for some some you know middle class and up it's an option for them okay yeah and then otherwise you have other options if you can't Hunger game situation everybody yeah. for themselves good luck that's all good luck uh may may the textbook be ever in your favor <laughs> that's all i have to say about that hey you know godzilla the monster. Yeah. King, like of, the, King of monsters. And the sculpture that I wanted to do over in Winter Park. Yeah, that they will never let you do. Well, they awarded it. They're doing an I-4 art project. This we is talked the rainbow one, right? A couple right? times. The rainbow one one. It'll be an on-ramp where you drive through a rainbow. Right by uh, right by the the, the science place or the, the, the uh, gadget place. Yeah, uh, Skycraft. Skycraft, yeah, yeah. Right by Skycraft. So that on-ramp will be a rainbow. But you brought up two episodes ago. You were like, oh, I wonder what the other ones look like. Yes. I found out. I know you did. And I wrote about it, and I shared the ones, the, the there rejected. There weren't that many. There were fewer than I thought. There were like four, right? Not a lot. And no. to be honest, they were all not great. No. So, like, because they were all done. I mean, maybe I, I scrolled through your slideshow, which is on bungalow.com, uh-huh. and, like, most of them were from like architectural design places and there was right? one artist lady who like drew it on a napkin and submitted Which, it that's the one i would pick it was very ornate yeah but she didn't have any background nah you don't need that. and doing a public she's art an sculpture. artist she ain't got time for that <laughs> she's gonna get three hundred and fifty thousand dollars to build a permanent <laughs> installation that's somebody from the downtown arts district facebook to me today about the program they're doing in downtown orlando same thing. They're going to throw a lot of money to put up a, a 3D art sculpture yes. by the interstate. And I was like, I already wrote about this. And she was like, no, no, I sent it to you because I want you to submit. Oh. And I was like, girl, I love you. That's very sweet. But are you kidding me? You should submit. To do what? A I don't know. Mache? None of, none of, I could design something to have someone else manufacture it. Yeah. Well, you don't have to make it. You think all those people make those things? They hire that out. They I subcontract guess, right? it. You're the artist. You ain't got time to weld. No, I want someone else to weld. Exactly. It. Can I do that? Yes. Well, now I'm not. I With feel bad for making fun of them. With three hundred fifty thousand dollars, you could do whatever you want. What would you do? Uh wow! Put me on the spot here. Um, I do a totem pole. I don't know. It's tough because, like, do yeah. you go super abstract where people are like, "That yeah. looks like garbage." Sometimes. Yeah. Oh yeah. People will hate anything. Yeah. You put up. But then you could be like, "Oh, here's a swan," but I don't want to see another swan. I want. I totem pole, and every totem is like a different Florida animal, but it's kind of like Japanese kawaii, you know, like kind of uh-huh. cute. Yeah, a little pop art. Maybe a big turkey leg. Nobody wants me to do it anymore. Giant turkey leg would be great. I think that'd be hilarious. Check that out. Uh, there's more poop in the lake up the street. Always poop here. Just poop flying all over the place. They they put in a fancy new lift station Doesn't over across the like Block Haven Park. Uh, it took forever. It looks like a castle. And it failed during a thunderstorm last week. There are some big thunderstorms. It was. To be fair. We live up the street, and we've had power outages 
you know, a few times. Yeah, pay your power bill. Oh, well, I've been very sick. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> they say you don't have to pay your electric yeah, bill. Yeah, you don't right have to pay nothing. Yeah, yeah. No, no. Free for all. Huh? You're not going to get evicted. No, I mean, you're spending <laughs> it on French fries. Until next week, probably. Next but. week. Oh, yeah. We'll talk about that. <laughs> uh, anyway, the power outage went happened, and the lift station failed, and 350,000 gallons of, of raw con- contaminated sewage. water, yeah, raw sewage, raw sewage. Yeah. went into nearby Lake Rowena. Half of that's from you, and half of it's from me. Yeah, <laughs> and it's surrounded by these like million dollar estates. It's the same lake that uh, Lake Lou Gardens is on. I just like this happens so much. They do is all just- the time, and it's because John, it's right next to a lake, and it's uphill from a lake, and there's no like moat, there's no ditch. It just, like, flows directly into the lake because that's how we treat our lakes here. They're rainwater cisterns. They collect stormwater. They collect runoff from the roads. And that's what lakes are here are supposed to do, right? They hold it to get it long enough into the rivers, take it away from here. And it's disgusting. Yeah. You can't do that. I'm don't, actually surprised Winter Park. Lake. Why hasn't Winter Park sued the city of Orlando yet? They're all downstream from this. Like, if I was one of those Winter Park abutted, you know, right on the lake that connects you to that. You said but. I did. <laughs> <laughs> the water goes directly through, oh, it goes right through Winter Park, right through Mead Gardens. Yeah. You know, the your kid is running through a little creek at, at Mead Gardens having a great time. Gross. Little do they know. All sewage. Full of my sewage. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, that's a lawsuit. Right? Yeah, no, you'd think so. Not against yeah. me, against the stormwater City division for not getting their act together. And, and I feel bad because we've been harping at the privately owned one just up the street, which has been leaking notoriously into Lake Formosa for years since it was built. I don't know what the state on that is now. They were supposed to have brought it up to code according to an EPA edict. But, like, who knows when that's going to happen? Not EPA. EPA. Don't go swimming in these lakes. Which is sad. Oh, Yeah. People this swim is, in the ones in College Park. I'm sure they're not the cleanest either, but they go swimming in them. Which is illegal. Really? Did you know? You cannot. It's illegal to swim in urban lakes in Orlando. Really? Yeah. Oh. There's a rule against it, a law. You cannot swim in urban lakes. There's bigger problems well, that's to like, deal with. But like, if somebody goes swimming over in Lake Dot, they're going to get in trouble. Yeah. Not going to have it in College Park. Yeah. Once you're on the other side of those walls, I got in trouble for writing about <laughs> <laughs> Anything goes. Uh, two Princeton grads are buying out ho- hotels in Hawaii and Arkansas. What does that have to do with Orlando? Nothing, but I just wanted to th- hear what you thought about it because I think it should come here. Wait, they're buying them out so people can live there? Yeah, they're going to charge students $15,000 to lease them from them for the year. So they go, they sign up for their online university classes, and then they go stay at a five-star resort in Hawaii. <laughs> and the money, right? I think it's so smart. As this influencer culture, people wanting to take selfies, you're at the beach, like, oh, it's so hard learning about philosophy. So wait, I'm paying for college already. You're already paying for it. And now I'm paying. And, and you're not going to get the on-campus experience because a lot of campuses have closed on-campus yeah. housing, so they're switching to virtual learning anyway. So where's my money going? To these two? Well, yeah. You're going to these guys to rent it for $15,000. Or you could just get an Airbnb. What I'm saying here, John, is. Why don't I just stay at home and save the money? Yeah, and you're also not the target demographic. No, I'm an old man. No, we're looking for Lucy with $150,000, right. 150,000 Instagram followers who wants to 
Look Why at she food. go to college anyway? Just skip it. <laughs> <laughs> You're very grumpy. All of a <laughs> have some more. Have some more of your drink. Uh, I think it's interesting, and I think it's something Visit Orlando should be looking at. Like, yeah, you got these hotels. Yeah, you know what's Disney doing with some of these hotels, right? You you want a student deal? Comes right here's a stay in our villa. They got all these villas around. Go rent some of these cabins at Fort Wilderness. Yeah, little quick incentives. Where else are you going to do your your homework? <laughs> Why do your homework in Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario? Boring. Yeah, screw that. All these northerners who are going to have to deal with winter after not being able to go out during the summer. Yeah. Yeah. Get your butt down to Florida. Come and here. Do your classes Live here. in a villa. Yeah. And do your class at Northern Michigan all University. Free ideas away to visit Orlando and they're not doing anything. I'm so tired of uh, talking about, you talking should start about them every week. Another uh, a company or, or nonprofit like that where you just, it's like visit Orlando, but it's like visit Brendan O'Connor. Visit Brendan O'Connor. <laughs> <laughs> That's the red light in my window. That's how you just turn on the red light. They'll visit. Hey, put my long leg up there. <laughs> uh, the mayor kind of stepped in it last week. Ooh, so sort of. Did you actually watch the interview? I didn't watch the interview. So I, I had someone because so I was I recouping. Okay, and I, I mean, if you watch the whole interview, it was at the very end. You're talking about so what he said, what the headlines were, were basically bars can't open till we got a vaccine. That, that, that's what the headlines were. Yeah. But if you watched the whole interview, it was a little more nuanced than that. It wasn't like, you're not open until we got everybody 100% Which healthy. Which is kind of how it was portrayed. And it, and it was unfair, to be fair. I mean, to be honest, to like, be I fair. watched it. I really did watch it. Yeah. And it was at the very end of the interview. And they said, well, like, when do you think bars can open? He says, I just don't think they can get back until we, we have this thing yeah. kind of and under control. That was the headline. Was the and mayor, that was the headline. Mayor says bars can't reopen until a vaccine. Yeah. Found it, right? So everybody freaked out. I was recouping, so <laughs> my, my buddy Misty wrote the story. I think you need to watch the whole which interview. Which was very nice. I'm good. I got well, the, somebody I got, does. I got the crux from Misty. Somebody else Misty watched the whole watched interview. It. Misty watched right. it, and she wrote about it, and it was great. And uh, And now we know that... He has nothing to do with them reopening. That's on the state. It is. It is. Yeah. So the mayor yeah. has no control over it. The end. Yeah, the end. Um, what he can do is support small businesses. It's true. And so something they've been working on, They exp- when I was out, they expanded the program t- that helps outdoor dining and sidewalks and stuff and plazas. Yeah. I, I, I still feel like they aren't really nailing this. It, not just the city of Orlando. I don't even know... Across the region, really. Yeah. I mean, we're here at Hideaway, and they're actually doing a good job here because you can go in the back right. and sit outside underneath some tents, which is great, but there's not a lot of places where they're like really utilizing their parking lots and the side, and, and maybe they're not allowed to. I don't know. You are allowed to now, and that's yeah. what they've expanded that program. What I'm hearing, though, John, when I go out to these people, is like, I don't have the tables for it. I don't want to have to take in the go to Costco all the equipment every day when it closed down. We just yeah. don't have the staff for that sorts of thing. Well, then you just then you're just. I feel like that's an excuse. Like I, if I owned a business and I don't, so maybe it's yeah. different. But if I owned a business and I was kind of struggling, yeah. and I had a parking lot and I just had to go to Costco and buy a bunch of tables and I had to pick them up every night, I, I would do that. Yeah, to try to save the things that I've worked. Well, for. Well, they're trying to put those policies in place so people can do it. They're all, they have like that free parking program downtown that's been extended. Uh huh. They have that Osceola uh, cul-de-sac program. Yeah, which that's the, that little. It looks like a polyp of road over by the World of Beer. That's supposed to be like an outdoor party plaza, which they hadn't really run it. It was just too hot. Uh, 
they're extending that through February 1st. And they're hoping to then expand it to other areas like Washington Street and Thornton Park. Okay. What I'm hearing, though, consistently is is like they don't know how to program it. Uh, the city... Uh, I don't want to get in trouble. I don't... I think it's great they have these basic policies in play. But I think they could be doing a lot more to like actively... Uh, help the businesses figure out how to use them. Yeah. Is that their job, though? I think it kind of it is. Uh-huh. And I like they have a lot of like the down. They have the downtown Orlando partnership, the CRA, the downtown development board. They can work with the main streets that they're like giving money to. Who they they're a little overwhelmed with what to do, too. Right. But if you had a task force that could come in and, and then audit these places like hey, we own a property just up the street from you. We can use that to offset your parking. You should be transitioning this into an outdoor public market. Uh, here, we, we have grant dollars we want to be giving out to assist businesses. Let's use that to like buy a bunch of tents and umbrellas yeah. for the main streets. No, like and you that. guys can hand it out and, and to It's support. hard because Florida's hot. It's hot right now. And so does everybody want to sit outside? But I think some people will because they want to get out and, and yeah. not sit inside. But they'll come and have a burger somewhere there's outside. A, there's an opportunity for like hands-on mentorship for some of these improvements that's being missed out on. And a lot of businesses are just afraid that they're just going to get in trouble. Yeah. So a lot of them don't want to try They don't want to get shut down. No. Nobody wants to get shut down. No, nobody does. And like, just like some of those bars that we were just talking about. Yeah. One of those bars, arguably, we don't know which one, was doing it, right? Maybe. Yeah. Right? And they, because of the actions of another bar, got closed. So... I just I feel like there's just a lot of ifs in the air, and if it was just a more hands-on, uh, hand-holding program from the city of like, we're gonna come in, we'll just do a walkthrough. Here's everything A through D that you can that, do. Yeah, and this is gonna make you safer, right? We we see where your point of sale is. We can help you move it over here, and then you're gonna if you have a lineup, this is where people can stand and like just help people make those decisions. I, if you really want them to succeed. Long term, I think there has to be some more hands-on uh, opportunities from the city. Otherwise, you're just kind of throwing things in the wind, and it, and people are so stressed uh, trying to control how many people can come in their restaurant, let alone trying to figure out what sort of government programs there are that, that can help them. Yeah, and I, and like I said, I think the main point is like nobody wants to get in trouble. If you if you're a legitimate business that's trying to do the right thing. Yeah. You don't want to do the wrong thing and get shut down for six months or a year or jeopardize what could happen after this is over. I agree. And, and now you're not in business at all. So, no, I, I think that'd be a good idea to sort of have like a hand holder and then just just and launch just these me. things. I know it's hard to say that, but I'd love I mean, to. There's so many businesses in Orlando yeah. that, yeah, you're right. It might be hard to do every one. Like, but like if we you're have interested, a, our night mayor, right? Uh, Dominique Greco. She's uh, great. She she is the nighttime economy manager. That's the name of her role. And she just co-authored a paper about how to safely open uh, downtown businesses during a pandemic with other nightmares from across the world. And it's kind of like a groundbreaking, amazing moment. And I looked at the article and, and they talk about things like the Osceola park being used as an example of how to do it. And I'm just thinking, Sure, on paper that sounds great, but but ultimately nobody knows about the cul-de-sac thing right now, so it's a little masturbatory and it's a missed opportunity. I know she's kind of solo; it's hard for her to to get the buy-in she needs from the city. 
to make those things a priority. Yeah. You know, so the the ideas are there, uh, but I don't know if the bandwidth is there for the city to support them happening, which is the major flaw. Well, the hardest thing also is, like, no matter what you do, you don't want to make it too popular because you don't want thousands of people to show up. Right, but you can, you can handle it through design, and you can handle that through how you're running it, right? The, like, open streets, you know? Close. I think if they did, like, the world's largest block party and everybody had to sit next to each other, but, like, one long table <laughs> that stretches three miles. Box them out, you know. I love hard. it. You, you limit how many to- how much time people are there. Anyway, there's other stuff we could yeah. talk about. Uh, I just heard about the Russells. Russells in Ivanhoe Village. They're opening soon. Right right over here. We can almost see it from where we are here at Hideaway. In the old Mesa 21. What, what, is it just like a bar, restaurant? Yeah, it's getting a little classy. It's named after the pineapple plantation guy that used to own the property, Russell. Nice. Uh, Russell's Point. Same people property. that did the porch, right? Yes. And I just, it didn't update. I had another story. Someone just sent me a story about something closing. Uh, Bellicoso. Bellicoso Cigars and the uh, Smoking Donuts. Oh. Space and Mills Park. Oh, that's, no. that's closing uh, this weekend. We did a show there. We did, and I loved it. We had a good time. The food was so good. I have some events. Do we have time for We events? had a few minutes. Hurry up, though. Keep an eye on the clock. All right. Uh Cornell Fine Art Museum has an art opening, right? So you can actually go to something, and it's free. It's a free museum on Rollins College campus. Rollins College campus. That was hard. Woo! Uh, Learn about all of their little items. Super fun. It's called Uncovering Biographies of Objects. That starts again tomorrow. Ladies of Eola Heights. It's a great show with some local actresses. And they're <laughs> actresses get, in quotes on that in one. Quotes. There's, a, there's maybe one drag queen in there <laughs> uh, featuring blue star Miss Sammy Peg O'Keefe and Beth Marshall. And you can watch it on Zoom. So it's kind of ah. like TV. And I actually think the play lends itself to it. So that's smart. Oliver Jeffers. Oliver Jeffers. It's a 15 years of picturing books. It's a installation over the Orlando Museum of Art picturing a uh, children's book illustrator and writer. <coughs> Super cool. Go check that out. SeaWorld has their Craft World Craft Beer Festival. If you want to drink craft beers and, and look at big animals and small cages. Uh, UFC Fight Night is at Worlds of Beer. You can watch that for 25 bucks. Oh. And this is uh, Stipe versus Cormier. This, it's their third fight in the series. <laughs> and it's gonna be really interesting. It's it's you have, the you have any idea who any of those people are? Yeah, all right. They fought each other twice already. Each has won a, a fight, and so this is the third time. It's almost unheard of to have three consecutive fights. I, like I this. didn't know you were such a UFC fan. I you just I'm, like two sweaty men rolling around in a I, octagon. It's very together. Roman, and I'm very into it. Uh huh. Yeah, I like it. We gotta go, Brendan. Okay, that's it. Go to bungalore.com for more information. I'm going to cough. Thank you, Hideaway, for having us. We'll see you guys next week.